This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because, just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Midfielders, what are they good for? Turns out quite a lot. We'll be taking a deep dive into City's current midfield roster while asking who should stay, who should go and who might be signed in that position come the end of the season. It's Tuesday the 24th of January. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Charlie Gordon. And this is the City Report Podcast. Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. Charlie, congratulations, you remembered which way around it was this time, so fantastic stuff, good start. Yeah, only because Adam forewarned me before we started otherwise I might have got a bit too excited and jumped in again but yeah I'm, I'm glad that you guys have held on to that one it's like uh to keep it relevant to today's topic it's like a sort of tenacious midfielder going too early on the press that's you sometimes when we go in the introductions <laughs> but um as you probably deciphered we're here to speak about midfielders Adam it's your favorite topic transfer rumors I'm sure you're uh, you woke up today feeling extremely excited about getting into this one yeah, I went to bed thinking we'd have an enjoyable topic and I woke up to uh, your conversation in our group chat about discussing what might happen even though 99% of it doesn't end up happening. I'm absolutely overjoyed. <laughs> Look guys, stick around because Adam's clearly uh, clearly committed to today's show, but we will start with it. Charlie, I'll start with you. Um, we're going to look at midfielders we're going to look at who might be coming in who might be going etc one big name I think we have to start off with and it's been the topic for a number of years now Bernardo Silva I want to ask you a simple question straight away if you're in charge of Manchester City are you selling or are you keeping Bernardo Silva in the in the summer I think we stick to the approach uh, that City have held for a little while which is there I think City are willing to sell Bernardo as long as they get a respectable offer 
uh, that comes in for him. Mm. The only difficulty is, obviously, no one's been prepared to put in decent money for him. Barcelona are the team that have been most heavily linked over the last few years. They're obviously skint, which everyone knows. <laughs> um, so, And I think it's already been reported, at least, that they're not planning to throw 60, 70 million towards uh, Bernardo Silva over the next few months. Personally, I think we should look to cash in. Not cash in, but you know we have to honour what Bernardo wants. He clearly wants to leave the club. Um, I think I think that's pretty clear. Um, and yeah, you do, I don't think it's a good thing to keep players around the dressing room that don't necessarily want to be there. That's that's my opinion. It, it seems like a, a, an acceptable standpoint, Adam. I don't know where you come in on this because he's he's hardly played. Let's be honest. In the last couple of weeks, he's been left out a number of times, and he's been reduced to these sort of cameos off the bench. Are, are you in that sort of same camp? That given what's been said in public by Bernardo Silva in these sort of recurring interviews, given what we went through last summer, just about hung on to him, like Charlie says, by default really, because Barcelona's bank balance was on its arse. Are you looking this summer to go, right, OK, Bernardo Silva, thanks for the memories, but it's time to go? Yeah, I would be. Um, I think Charlie makes a good point in that we know that Bernardo Silva has, has publicly kind of you know, expressed his desire to leave the last few seasons, and, and obviously Pep in what I guess the t- summer of 2021 came out and basically listed a, a number of players that had expressed interest in going and and he was one of them um, and while he has clearly remained entirely professional on the pitch and in fact some of the best performances we've seen from him have come after times that he's expressed his desire to leave you know you look at last season there was games and especially against big six opposition that the guy was just you know, there's three or four of him on the pitch and he, and he's just this workhorse. And um, I've always said he's kind of irreplaceable. If you're going to replace Bernardo Silva, you're going to have to be signing multiple players to get all of his attributes in one. Um, so that, that that's tough to come to terms with. But at a certain point, he's going to have to get fed up with constantly having to remain professional in a situation that he doesn't want to be. And that's that's only going to last forever. Well, it's not going to last yeah. forever is actually the point I'm making. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. It's hard for me to admit this because, mainly because the chant is so good. The Bernardo Silva chant is, is <laughs> such an enjoyable song to sing. But I think it is. I think I'm in that camp as well now where it, it's been so long. It's gone on for this sort of this soap opera of a couple of years it come out in the papers in the stories Bernardo Silva once again saying he wants to leave I want to go back to Benfica at one point in my career and it's like it's weird there's this complete disconnect with what we hear about this person you know granted he's not kicked up as much of a fuss as other players have when they've wanted to leave but at the same time it's been a little bit sly in a way and I I think we're, we're coming towards the end of that one So, Charlie, just looking at Manchester City's potential midfield options heading into the new season, you're going to be looking at the likes of Kevin De Bruyne being probably the most senior option because another man who's been linked with a move away recently, uh, contrasting reports on this one, some saying that he's going to be signing a contract extension, some saying that Barcelona, them again, that one again, uh, are looking at bringing him in on a free contract. It's of course Ilkay Gundogan, Man City's current captain. 
Same question then. Um, he's due to his contract's due to expire at the end of the season. Are you offering him a new deal? If say, if, for for example, he wants to stay on, or do you think at that point now, what is he? He's thirty-two years old. Do you think it's another one of those where you go, okay, Gundogan, thank you for the goals against Villa, but maybe it's time for a refresh in that in that area. No, I think you know there's a big difference there in that I don't think Gundogan is really trying to leave. I don't. Mm. He's not really expressed any desire to leave. Uh, and I also checked this out um, before, you know, earlier on today. He's actually one of the lower earners at the club, which surprised me because he is one of the uh, more senior members of the midfield. Um, like you said, he's about early 30s, I think, 32 going on yeah. 33. He's the kind of experienced head you really want to keep around in the dressing room, um, especially when the chips are down. I'm not saying we're properly down in the dumps at the moment, but, you know, <laughs> City have got a job to do. City have got a big job to do over the over the second half of the season. Um, things aren't entirely sunshine and rainbows at the moment. So he's the kind of experienced head, big game player that you want. And obviously, we know what he can do on the pitch. I think he's. it's weird to say that he's underrated when everyone says that he's underrated, but he still doesn't mm. probably get the uh, respect he deserves in terms of the stuff that he can do with the ball. Um and we can't forget either, he's played an awful lot of football this season, more than I actually uh, would have expected. Uh, started 14 out of the 20 Premier League games and played tons in the Champions League as well. So, yeah, I think if I was a, you know, if you're looking at it logically, you'd be want, wanting probably a short term contract extension for Gundo, I reckon. I think I think you're spot on. Obviously, there's a discrepancy between the ages of these two players, but I'm, I'm thinking back to when Fernandinho was coming towards the end of his contract, Adam, and it was a case of maybe two consecutive seasons of, of an extra year in the summer. Now, I think with that one, there was the... Obviously, Fernandinho was, was club captain as well, and you know we're looking at a situation where if Gundogan goes, he could have a, uh, a scenario where... I think it's four or five of City's last captains have left in the in the last six or seven seasons or something like that, which is mental. But at the same time, Gundogan, I don't think it's uh, offensive to Fernandinho to say, is currently a much better and much more capable player and would be able to go to someone like Barcelona, who are on the up in Spain, and offer them something that they don't currently have at the moment. So he's a little bit more sought after, is, is what I'm saying. Are you in that same camp as, as Charlie where... Ilkay Gundwan, if you went to him and said another 12 months, another 24 months on your deal, you'd be happy for him to go and sign it? Or are you looking elsewhere and saying maybe it is time for a refresh? I think with Gundo, my hope would be that if he were to stick around for another year, um, I wouldn't want it to get in, in the way of what I think is a much needed transition in midfield. And, you know, when you look around at the options around Europe, we're at kind of, at least as far as I can remember, an all-time high with some of the young midfielders that are out in, in the mm. world, the likes of Bellingham and Fernandez and, Ooh, and players like that. Ooh, you've already like said that. the word. You've already said May. We were coming <laughs> to him. You've let it slip. Um, but, and, and also, another thing is Calvin Phillips. I'd really like the Calvin Phillips era to get started, and I know that it hasn't for a number of reasons, for injuries and, mm. and so on and so forth, but... Um, I think we're in a moment now where you look at the age of some of the players in midfield, um, some of them may be wanting to leave, some of them may be having attractive offers around Europe. I feel I feel like we're kind of coming to a head where we, where we need to start to transition a little bit. Um, and 
I think the fear, and we're seeing a little bit this season, is things can go stale. We kind of always thought, you know, when we're winning title after title and um, the message is always, oh, it's this relentless energy around the club and every year everyone's got the energy to fight for all the titles. And um, that message has kind of started to to drop a little bit this season. We've heard of the complacency and some of the guts and the passion and the fire, as Guardiola puts it, have, have left the club. Um, but... I think that I wouldn't want this Gundo situation to get in the middle of a transition. I, I think that's probably the most logical solution to this. I, I, and I think the general consensus, whereas for Bernardo Silva, it was like, OK, pack your bags, let's go. With Gundogan, it's a case of we've seen this season how City's leadership has been impacted by recent departures. And whilst Gundogan is by no means the loudest, the most vocal player on a football pitch, at the same time, he is almost... In that midfield, he, you know, you said it yourself, guys. He's one of the most senior players in the squad, and and to lose another player like that, having had company, David Silva, Fernandinho in recent years, all depart in a similar way. I do think it'd be damaging going forward, especially given Guardiola signed his contract extension. So, so far, Charlie, we've got Bernardo Silva sell. We've got Ilkay Gundogan extend or or keep. Adam hinted at it. The the Bellingham in the room, um, to use probably the worst pun I've ever done ever, is Jude. And there's been a lot of talk, hasn't there? A lot of talk. And you know, this Adams, this is where Adam's ears just completely switch off and, and we go into full transfer rumour mode. But Liverpool <laughs> is the team on the, the word on the street is Liverpool are the team who are leading the race. Whether or not that's briefings from Liverpool's journalists or whether or not that's actually genuine, we'll be waiting to see. Real Madrid are heavily interested in as well. Predictably, like they are for most players in, in world football, Chelsea are in and around the the conversation, Manchester United and of course Manchester City. He's the most sought after player in world football this summer. Similar to how it was the case for Haaland last summer. General thoughts on this one. Do City have a cat in hell's chance of landing Jude Bellingham? Is he destined for Anfield? Which, you know, given their form this season, I think probably might give you an indication of where this one's about to go. Or is it going to be the most depressing news story of all time and, and England's best talent in decades ends up at the Bernabeu? Uh, yeah, for Adam's sake, uh, we don't have to talk about just the rumour element. You know, we've seen some concrete stuff unfold in front of our eyes that's quite unsettling for City fans. You know, we didn't like seeing his close relationship with Jordan Henderson at the World Cup. Mm. We were like, all right, you know, give it up, Jordan. Back off. You know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Just back off for a second. That's our boy. Been a lot- Move away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stop interfering. Stop, uh, like, he was grooming him or something. But yeah, Liverpool in general. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> not my views, not my views, just a, just a theory. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Liverpool have been doing um, a lot of twerking for Jude Bellingham. That's that's a fact. I don't know if you saw Steven Gerrard uh, on BT Sport the other day. He invited, well, he said, put a date in the diary. I'll fly to Dortmund and we can talk all about your move to Liverpool, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, oh, Liverpool you're... are trying hard. <laughs> I know, Liverpool are trying really hard. Um, but, like you say, they're down mid-table at the moment, um, which is a negative point for them. As a City fan, I'm quietly confident about this one. I'd say we're not the favourites, but I'm quietly confident. We've got the Haaland connection. Pep's extended his contract. Mm-hmm. We're going to be playing Champions League football next season. And another 
element that we have over Liverpool, I think, is the financial aspect. Um, I've seen some stuff saying that Liverpool aren't guaranteed to, you know, pay the mega mega bucks that Dortmund are going to ask for, um, and that would be true to character for them to try and cut the price down a little bit. Whereas I, I think City are more likely to pay up. Um, so yeah, that that's an inconclusive answer. I think Liverpool are probably favourites, uh, but I am quietly, cautiously confident. Nice, nice, um, Adam. I hate to say it, but this one reeks of Liverpool in terms of my initial assessment. Now, I'll read out the table to you because if you're a Liverpool fan listening to this, first of all, what are you doing? Go away. But second of all, you won't enjoy the fact that your club is down in ninth position, um, battling with Chelsea just to stay inside the top ten at the moment. And there's not really any signs of that improving. Now, you've lambasted Liverpool both online and behind closed doors a number of times this season, um, you know, much to the enjoyment of others. But... If Liverpool miss out on the Champions League, it changes a lot, doesn't it? Because, and it's looking like that at the moment. You can't imagine for a second, like I said at the top, the most sought-after talent in world football this summer choosing to go and play Europa Conference League football or at best Europa League football. If Liverpool get back in the Champions League, who knows? They've got an ownership situation that's evolving. FSG supposedly won out, whether or not that's minor investment, whether or not that's majority takeover, we'll wait and see. But at the same time, Liverpool missing out on Champions League opens a lot of doors for City. And second to this, short answer, no doubt, would Jude Bellingham suit Manchester City and Guardiola? Well, does does Julian Alvarez and Erling Haaland suit Guardiola and Manchester City? You know, I don't think we're at this point right now where where every single player coming into the club is the Guardiola-esque player like we've seen in years past. So I, I don't even know that 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 question needs answering. But as far as Liverpool's side of things, um, it changes everything if they miss out on top four. In, and even if they you know, they miss out on top six and potentially don't get into Europe at all. Because let's be honest, there's some clubs right now that we don't expect to be fighting in and around seventh, sixth, and eighth that are damn good teams, like your Brightons of the world and, and teams like that. So um, I think it changes everything. And, and with City... Let's, we have to always think about that these big, big clubs that City go into kind of transfer sagas with. Um, you know, with, with Holland, we were kind of up against Real Madrid, Bayern Munich at times, Barcelona, and the end of being it ended up being just Madrid. But let's not forget the PR machines that these clubs are. And you will see a lot of positive news when it comes to big transfers with them all throughout the the season. Oh, they've got a handwritten letter from Jurgen Klopp, or that you know the family's been invited to Anfield for a meal, and so on and so forth. And we and we see a lot of this. And how many of these players end up coming to City, or or not going to any of those clubs? Um, so I I don't really care about what I see in the media. You know, seeing a Liverpool-based athletic writer saying, oh, you know, the the signs are positive because. Real Madrid does the same thing. Manchester United does the same thing. And it doesn't always end up working out that way. And and I think that Bellingham, to me, is like a Holland-esque figure in the sense that even if he doesn't fit, fit in exactly to the type of player you're looking for, if he's available and wants to come to you, you go get him and you make it, you make it fit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just thinking now, Kevin De Bruyne, Jude Bellingham, Rodri... 
that is a sexy, sexy sounding midfield. Mm. Um, Charlie, we'll begin to wrap up part one of this sort of this midfield overview, overlook sort of section. I'm going to read out some names. I think Adam before said that we're sort of in the golden era of talented young midfielders in European football and, and it looks as though like when one domino falls there's going to be a number that fall into place so I've put together um, a, a small short list of midfield talents Jude Bellingham Enzo Fernandez, Declan Rice Matthias Nunes Bernardo Silva and Frankie de Jong obviously a couple of those are, are significantly older Bernardo Silva's not exactly in his in his youthful days anymore but midfielders we could expect to see on the on the move in the summer um I'll give you then for for this part I'll give you Bellingham Declan Rice and Matthias Nunes I want you to tell me in fact I want you to predict now you're so good at predictions last time you were on you were going to, you told us Ivan Tony was going to score two against City and do a, a Southgate <laughs> snub celebration um, that went so well so so for this part I want you to predict get you get your uh, your what's it called glass ball out? crystal is that ball thing? is that is that what the, the crystal ball crystal ball there we go yeah mine's a glass ball it's not that good uh, I want you to get your crystal ball out and I want you to predict where uh, Jude Bellingham Declan Rice Matthias Nunes will end up. I I have a glass ball, but that was a um, a biking accident. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that was a good one. I feel so, like I can't even chime it's a, in. It's only that. Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so if I get my uh, if I get my crystal ball out, I reckon. What were the, who were the three? Nunes, Bellingham, uh, Declan Rice. Yes, and then uh, for, for context, Adam, you're going to get. So I'll give you some time to predict. You're going to get Enzo Fernandez, Bernardo Silva, and Frankie De Jong. So, so we're going to try and find out where these players are going to go. Okay, so Nunes, Mateus Nunes, I reckon he's going to be on the move at the end of the season because I think people know he's a class class player that hasn't even begun to reach his full potential with Wolves yet. Wolves are struggling. Uh, Pep's mm. called him one of the best players in the world last year. Um, I do think he's going to Liverpool though lots of reports suggesting that yeah. Um, so yeah we'll go Nunes to Liverpool Declan Rice seems like he's going to go to Arsenal if you believe what you read that's um, crazy. absolutely dead set on him uh, and obviously they'll have a bit of extra pulling power extra money to spend if they do go on and win the Premier League this season God forbid touch wood um, so yeah I'd say Declan Rice to Arsenal and then Bellingham I, it, they, it's weird because there's interplay you know all these transfers yeah. affect each other yeah. if Mateus Nunes goes to Liverpool then we we could I'd, I'll whisper it you could see Bellingham come to City or you know Real Madrid might might chime in as well um, so yeah the Bellingham one's hard to predict I think it, it depends what happens elsewhere should we see what, what Adam has to add to this timeline because I think you spot on and I'm looking at Bernardo Silva there as a potential Galactico. I think for, from a City point of view, if we're building the best case scenario for City, Bernardo Silva to Real Madrid not only offloads Bernardo Silva, but it also, maybe, we know they can still bring in more than one player in that position and there's a, there's a, a bit of doubt over the future of Camavinga, whether or not that's a loan deal or a permanent move in the summer way to see, but it, it should sort of block up any further midfield uh, recruits for them. So Adam, Bernardo Silva to Real Madrid, am I happy to, to pencil that one in in your yeah, mind? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, so that leaves us with um, Frankie de Jong, Enzo Fernandez, and Bellingham to sort out. Um, Enzo Fernandez, Adam, give us a, give us a club. Well, I think he'll end up at Chelsea. 
just given the the, the figures days. being thrown around that that um, Benfica are going to demand. Um, the fact that Chelsea are going to need some midfielders and they're clearly willing to spend kind of any sort of asking price. Um, I think he ends up at Chelsea. Who's next? Frankie de Jong? Frankie de Jong? Is that a... Yeah? Um, I don't know, because... It's got, it's got United all yeah, over. Yeah, I think that's, that makes sense. The, with the Dutch connection, the Ajax connection, they seem to have found... Probably Champions League yeah, as well. Barcelona seemed to have found their next kind of generation of stars in midfield in, in Pedri and Gavi. Um, so that makes sense to United. And then where that leaves City, I think I'm going to agree with Charlie in, in the confidence over Bellingham. You know, we've got the a great, hey, a great relationship with Dortmund um, as far as transfers go. Um, there's the Holland connection. What we need, what we desperately need are... are are Dortmund still in the Champions League? Uh, they've got Chelsea. We desperately need them in a quarterfinal so that Phil and Holland can meet with Jude at midfield and whisper in his ear. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, we we played them. Uh, don't forget, I was I was actually there. And uh, oh yeah, I forgot we had them in the group the stage. Yeah. Was. It was a good trip. Yeah, yeah. There, there is a photo I think of of Foden or Haaland uh, whispering in Bellingham's ear. So maybe it will be Seti saying "Hey Jude." I think there. Of. I think there is just an allure to being to, to playing at City at the moment. We see it all the time with players that come in, whether it be Jack Grealish, Calvin Phillips, um, Erling Haaland. You know, both Grealish and, and Phillips. Both of them said, "Yeah, I didn't really have much interest in moving." But when a club like City comes calling and, and a manager like Pep Guardiola comes calling, you don't you don't turn that down. And that's going to be attractive for a player like Bellingham mm-hmm. when, you know, he's the next um, Holland type player who's you know probably one of if not the biggest name on the market. And and the next move is going to be so important for him and the trajectory of his career. You know, you're not going to want to go to a club that has a lot of question marks over it like like Liverpool. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with Klopp, with the owners. Are they going to get top four? Are they going to get top six? Um, you know, Chelsea are spending big and seem to be building a really talented squad. But we've often seen Chelsea spend big and it doesn't really amount to any sort of cohesive team. They go through managers like, like crazy. So... You know, when you look at City right now, and Pep just extended his contract, you've got young players like Alvarez and Holland coming in. You've got players like Rico Lewis. They've we've just we haven't spoken about it yet, but we've you know just signed um, Perone, I believe is how Charlie told me to pronounce it, um, from from Velez Sarsfield <laughs> in Argentina. So when you look at your options, especially in England, City is still just the most attractive place to come at the moment. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Um, Charlie, before we press record, you were you were giving us a little Spanish lesson, I believe. Um, Maximo Peron. Is that good? Bad? I'll Do tell I you, I have to cut in here. The English yeah, trying to pronounce non-English names <laughs> is one of the craziest <laughs> phenomena <laughs> to exist in the world. <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> that was completely uncalled for. Should we start? The Americans trying to do this anything. This is what happens. This is what we happens when you try to get of. me on a transfer news <laughs> podcast in the middle of January. <laughs> My eyes just glaze over and the red mist descends. Oh. Is ready for anyway, Charlie. Morning. Anyway, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Peron, yeah, is that okay? 
for you. <laughs> no, 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 Amos. It's not. It's not okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. You've you've not passed the test in this in this new city report Spanish mini segment. You pronounce every vowel. You pronounce all the vowels. So it's Perone, Maximo Perone. Yeah. Is the name? But don't yeah, you roll double R's? But yeah. aren't you supposed to roll double R's? Yes. I mean, if we're being, if we're being, but then you just sound like Perone. a Perone. If I'm not going to sit here and go Maximo Perone, otherwise, you know, yeah, <laughs> you sound like you're on the Sopranos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. I'm not going to be doing that uh, for, for obvious <laughs> reasons. So my my mate Peron, uh, <laughs> who's just joined from Argentina. Um, I'm like, okay, let's not kid ourselves. We're all, you know, respected journalists in, in to some extent, but we've not been following the career of this fella, have we, Charlie? He, he's possibly another one of those players who comes in and the most research that any of us could really do is is on the back of a YouTube compilation. You know, that's fine. We're not going to kid ourselves. However, it is a midfielder pod. City have just signed a new midfielder, 20-year-old, capped at under-20 level, I believe, uh, for, for the Argentina national team. We've seen the success of Julian Alvarez. There's a lot of people pointing towards that sort of that model City are now adopting. I mean, you could quite easily discount everything we've said in part one because this could be the future of City's midfield, this young fella here. Who do we, uh, what, what do we know? But um, but yeah, nice little deal, not too expensive. It's looking like it could be could be a gem for the future. Yeah, I think it's a, a low-risk signing, just £8 million. Um, and we've got him on a long contract as well. One thing I do remember seeing, though, from my months and years of churning out transfer stories is Newcastle were after him a few months ago. Um, and they've obviously been good at... Their recruitment's been solid, uh, you know, since they were taken over. So that's probably a positive sign. Um, and, you know, from what I've seen of, of, of him on YouTube compilations and whatnot, looks a very good player, tidy passer, good left foot. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we do with him, whether we chuck him out on loan um, or whether we keep him in, in and around the squad. Yeah, an, an astute signing. Adam, it sounds like one that we could be playing uh, CFG bingo with in a, in a couple of years. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know, because it's kind of all the same signals as when we signed Alvarez, which was mm. that they may consider him... A CFG player, but he's going to be getting a look in the first team first. Whereas most CFG players never step foot in Manchester. You know, they they go straight to to Girona or, or wherever it might be. Um, whereas he is going to feature with the first team, whether that's just in training, whether that's some appearances on the bench. Either way, like Alvarez, he's going to be around the first team, and if they decide he needs a loan or whatever, they may do that. Um, but I think all indications are that he will be a part of the first team picture at first, at least. Yeah, yeah, which which is good because to be honest, I think Charlie, you may have been on the show earlier in the summer when we were sat here going, City could probably do with a midfielder regardless of what happens with with Julian Alvarez. Sorry, with uh, Bernardo Silva. So. You know, I'm more than happy for him to come into the squad. Julian Alvarez has been a fantastic success. Uh, Galazzo Argentino on their blog posted a fantastic scouting report. So we'll share that from the City Report podcast account, sort of looking at what sort of player he is, what he could offer. And, you know, hopefully it is another one of those gems. But, gents, we'll call it a day there. Um, Charlie, thank you very much. I'm about to go and stack up on Duolingo and, and maybe come back with some better <laughs> pronunciations. You know, my. It's not even a second language. I'm beyond like just the basic, basic, basic beginner. But my second-ish language is German, so um, I'm sure I'm sure the listeners can excuse my poor pronunciations. But thank you very much, Charlie. It's been a pleasure. 
Yeah, you're welcome. I'll be I'll be back in a few days, so you've got you that will. to look forward to. You will. But yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to our little German pronunciation mini segment as well in a in a few days' time. Yeah, das ist wunderbar. Adam, danke schön und vielen danke. Tschüss. Adios. And until next time, we'll see you later. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 